Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Your List, My Command. Uh, I'm your host, Dave, and I am here with my co-host, Derek. And Derek, what nonsense have you uh, have you picked from my list? Uh, what, are we, what are we watching today again? A movie that's most in line with how you would characterize me. Uh, it's a Western, mm. right? So that's very yeah, fitting. Yeah, definitely. Uh, from the fit. From the 50s, right? That's, that's how I live my life. Uh, a Western drama film, actually, as Wikipedia, which I have up, An says. An epic Western drama film, <laughs> I think it says. Yes. <laughs> and that's even, that's, that's downplaying yes. it. Nineteen fifty-six is uh, the giant, and I think as we had uh, ended on our last episode, I had said Elizabeth Taylor and some other side characters. Yes. yes. Uh, so that is that is what you are in line to watch uh, going into this week's discussion. So, what is your what's your history with this movie? How many times have you seen this? I mean, it's it's long. So, is this a movie you've like rewatched, or is this like it is twenty-two? I think this made the twenty. Second, or, I don't no, believe I'm you. lying. Absolutely lying. Um, this is only the second full watch of of this film. Uh, I do from time to time when I'm really bored, go back and and watch some YouTube clips. Uh, but other than that, only two full watches. I did at one time uh, actually own a poster of, of this. Um, sandwich right next to my Gone with the Wind poster when I was like 18 years old. Brother, uh, both of those oh, are. <laughs> I said Western. 1950s. It's it is emblematic of who I am. I mean, there are two uh, two extremely that. hot women in those movies. So I'll give See, you there that. You go. Oh boy, this is uh, both posters. Just a picture of Vivian Leigh's face and a picture of Elizabeth Taylor's I mean, face. Hard Nothing to go else. wrong. Words weren't yeah. even on it. Exactly. Um, but so I had seen this, and I don't. I'll be honest with you. When when you're like 18 or 19 years old, I don't know what possesses an 18 or 19 year old me to say, oh, giant, that sounds like a great time. <laughs> uh, but for whatever reason, uh, for whatever reason, I had seen it. And at the time, I'll be honest, I didn't really, because uh, you're 18 years old, you don't, it, you know, a lot of times you don't pick up on a lot of themes or concepts right. or you know, narratives that are, you know, that that are actual um, aspects of the film that you'd want to discuss from like a, you know, from a you know, film criticism perspective or from a social political discussion. I was just kind of uh, a, someone who enjoyed just the film itself, right? right? That, that, I mean, that was look at that look at the pretty pictures. It. This is <laughs> look at the pretty pictures. Wow, <laughs> Texas is really big. Um, that's wow. That's another state. Okay, I'll never see that. You're better off. Uh, so that was. <laughs> yeah, kind of. That's where I'm at now. Uh, so that was my my introduction. But what about for you? Was this something that you had kind of played around with, ever wanting to watch? Was it the runtime that it? No, I mean, I didn't pushed you. I didn't away? know how long it was until you got that text message for me when I when I rented <laughs> it and saw. It. I was like, "How you son yes. of a bitch! How dare <laughs> you!" I had no idea. All I knew about this movie was this was um, James Dean's last movie. Because um, he died yes. in the car accident, like right after filming, or I think before filming uh, had finished, because they had to do some like voice dubbing in certain moments for for James Dean, and it was he got a posthumous Academy Award nomination, 
And it felt like, okay, this feels like, okay, this is a movie I should see. This is a movie that I'll probably like when I get around to it. But I had I had no clue what it was about other than the three actors who were in it. Like I had, And I had never really had anyone before you tell me like, oh, you got to watch a giant. It's so great. Like I'd never... I, oh, no, that's a bad sign. If no one else I mean, on film Twitter ever mentioned it. I mean, it. and it's like, I'm sure people did, and I just fucking tuned it out. Like, oh, you idiots, you don't know anything. Um, <laughs> so I think because I had no idea what it was about, it had stopped me from watching it. But also, I'm really glad that I didn't know anything going in. Um, like, all I knew is I'd, I'd rented it, I think, off, like, a Apple TV, and it said that it was, like, you know, the story of this family over generations. Which led me to not feel bad about uh, splitting it up into pieces because uh, it is a generational mm. movie and it actually ended up working out pretty well. I basically watched it in three equal pieces and it actually kind of evened out like pretty well. Like yeah. these like hour and 15 minute, you know, episodes of Giant uh, and it ended up working out really well. Um, so, he's, you know, this movie is just as good as Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> you knew, oh, I, you knew I had to. I knew you it was going. To. You treat this film like it's like fucking watching Dallas or something. I mean, like, I'll just I'll just catch another episode with J.R. Benedict. That's fine. <laughs> Who cares? I'll catch it in two weeks. Although, as I was watching this, I, I did have this moment. And I have this moment with very few movies where I'm like, man, I wish I could have seen this in a theater. Like, this demands, mm. like, yeah. the biggest possible screen and the best sound and the highest quality picture. Like, it is pretty stunning to look at. Like, there's not a single frame of this where I'm like, eh, that's not that great. Like, it just is one of those that they really took their time in more ways than one, but also in the production of this. Like, it sure. – and it is definitely not what I expected because when I – okay, you're introduced to these three characters – Eventually, right? You've got Rock Hudson, Elizabeth Taylor, you got James Dean. And I was just sure that, like, okay, she's going to cheat on Rock Hudson with James Dean. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I thought the setup was going to be. And it was very different from that. Like, it definitely was not that at all. And she is a, and I think this is my own, like, experience with Elizabeth Taylor as an actress, the characters that she's played. She has a lot more honor than I expected. Um, in this role like hmm. she tends she tended over her career for a very good reason because she did it very well to play the temptress right and that's right. actually and I and when I was first watching it, I was like oh god another another standard I mean she'll be great but it's going to be more of the same but it really wasn't this is one of my fa- I've seen a fair amount of her movies this might be her best performance like this is pretty incredible stuff um, and I think that she really carries this movie I think you could have lesser actors in the Rock Hudson and James Dean parts, and it would be fine. Um, but if but if you have a yeah. lesser actor in the Elizabeth Taylor part, this is unwatchable, like utterly unwatchable because it's so long and so unwieldy, and it's there's so much going on that I think if you don't have someone with the charisma that she has, I think it kind of falls on its face and. The thing that really surprised me is, like, I like James Dean in this movie, but I think he's the weak link in this movie out of the three. Mm. I'm glad you said that. And man. I know that's, like... Because I kind okay, of agree. Because that yeah. feels like a hot take, right? He got nominated for an Oscar. Everyone says, like, oh, this is the movie where you're like, oh, you could really see what he was going to become as an actor. And it's so sad that he died so early. And, of course, it is sad that he died so early. But, like... Sure. He's good. But he's not, that's, like... <laughs> and the, the movie demands a lot of a young actor here. Where, you know, because yeah. it's spread over so much time, like, I think James Dean as a young man, like, he knocks it out of the park. 
Um, but then as they age him and like, you know, he's trying to hook up with the woman he loves, her daughter, and it's and he's playing yeah. creepy yeah. and he's doing his best, but there is a little bit like, eh, I don't really buy any of this stuff here. It's kinda like the the kids that you know, that the, that picture of the kids stacking themselves on top of one another. Yes, with yes. Coat, Three right, children the in a trench coat. That is James yeah. Dean in this movie. It's like they try with the hair, I, they really, really try, but would that have looked better in black yes, and white? Yes, like the, the makeup 100%. for him. I think yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, on rewatch, that was one thing that did take me out of it a little bit. I don't know if it's necessarily a disservice to, and I don't think that's what you're saying either. A disservice to James Dean necessarily, right? That that or or saying that he was terrible no. in this film. I think he was perfectly serviceable, right. and other actors could have kind of eased themselves into that specific role and done fairly similar right. work. Um, with Elizabeth Taylor, it's it's funny. I, I was reading, uh, what was it? Grace Kelly was uh, potentially uh, going to play the role of Lily. Um, Wait, Grace, Grace Kelly is, a, is a wonderful actress, but this would that would have been, a, I mean, I'm not saying she would have been good or would have been bad, but that would have been an incredible challenge for her. Because she's so. a great um, ice queen. Um, and she's, of mm-hmm. course, you know, wonderful in these Hitchcock movies, like fantastic. But this, this is so like large spanning of a role. Um, and you cannot yes. have a weak moment. Like you just cannot have a single moment in the filming where you're not on point. And, you know, Elizabeth Taylor is right. one of the greatest American actors to ever live. Um, I firmly believe that, and she proved it in this movie. That, like, mm. throughout this, like, man, I love this. This is our best episode. We're throughout, we're in lockstep. Throughout the day. nearly four hours of this, there, there was maybe besides when she's first introduced, because of course you're like, oh, Elizabeth Taylor. Hard to not focus mm. on that. But there, throughout the rest of it, there's not a moment where you're like, okay, she's not this character. She's just Elizabeth Taylor. Like, you don't. Like, there yeah. are moments, and you know how hard it is to do for a movie star of this magnitude for you to forget right. that it's Elizabeth Taylor. And you're just like, it would be like, you know, like, I love Brad Pitt as an actor, but through most of his movies, there, except maybe um, the, um, uh, what was that movie, um, the uh, the assassination of Jesse James, like, then you kind of forget hmm. that it's Brad Pitt. But in most right. of his movies, you're like, Brad Pitt is playing a movie star. He is very good at that, so let, let him be a movie star. But this role is not a movie star role. This is a, a true actor's role, and she really knocks it out of the park. And I was really pleasantly surprised by that. Doesn't it feel like when you're watching her at this, you know, on this farm, that this could have been her actual okay. life? Like, does that? I mean, that's that's how. Not to, to sound too redundant, but that's exactly what I was thinking every every time I would see her, even when she first gets there. Like, I can see this this young, uh, you know, charming interesting go-getting young woman who is delightful to the sister-in-law that you think you're going to get along with and uh, but you uh, <laughs> yeah I know right but you're trying to figure these all this this out and I'm like this isn't this isn't Elizabeth Taylor trying to be this particular character at any point even as she ages right it feels like we're just kind of watching a biopic yeah. in some regard and that's like I said you almost never ever see that I'll say this about Rock Hudson because we were kind of like, well, how necessary is he? It's it's one of those films for me that physical presence mm-hmm. really plays a big role, yes. right? Like I think his stature is impressive, right? Like he embodies everything that has been discussed about yes. Texas, even the mm-hmm. bad stuff, but the the you know everything bigger in Texas. This is such I have you know five hundred and some 
thousand acres, and he is a big man, and he's surrounded by people who are much yep. smaller yep. than him, including his wife. And I think that visual, um, in and of itself, and the visual of him next to James Dean. <laughs> It's yep. fantastic. Yep. It, it's fantastic because it's almost like a microcosm of of the having oh, yeah. lots, right? Or a microcosm of gender relations that she is that small, but she challenges him in a way that no other man can. We can we talk can. about how wildly feminist this movie is? Like that. Like, Shockingly I was so, right? stunned. Like that that sequence where she like just wants to be involved in the conversation and the decisions made. Leslie, we're talking about politics. You married me in Washington, remember, darling? I live next door to politics. Brought up with him. Please do go on talking. I'd love it. This is men's stuff. Leslie, how about a cup of coffee or a drink or something? Men's stuff? Lord of mercy. Set up my spinning wheel, girls. I'll join the harem section in a minute. Now, Leslie, don't you go worrying your pretty little head about politics. <laughs> you mean my pretty empty head, don't you, Judge? Could I get the coffee for you, Leslie? You too, Uncle Brutus. You don't feel well, Leslie. I feel just great. My adrenaline glands are pumping beautifully. If I may say so before retiring... You gentlemen date back 100,000 years. You ought to be wearing leopard skins and carrying clubs. Politics? Business? What is so masculine about a conversation that a woman can't enter into? Leslie, you're tired. Perhaps I am. Is such a radical moment for 1956 that I was just like... And they didn't portray her... As this like ball busting like woman no. who is just screeching like and they very smartly and she the character very smartly plays it in this way where afterwards after everyone calms down she's like she's very charming with him like she knows that like she has pushed him to the brink and she's like okay right. I gotta I gotta reel it in a little bit even though I'm right I need this I need to live my life. So it, it plays mm-hmm. both sides very, very well here. They could have easily turned her, like you said, right, where she's this seductress or she's manipulating mm-hmm. him to get what she wants. And that's never the case yep. with her, right? Like, like, like that is never uh, how she interacts with him. There's a certain level of, like, honesty and purity right. in how they engage with one another. It's a very, like, you know who really... you married? You know who, I, you know who I was? Yes. You know I wasn't, like, Which a is nice funny girl? because they don't... Re- <laughs> We're not, we aren't given that intel, right? Because the funny thing is they go from like that really not even courtship moment, you know, at the house at the very beginning of the film. I think it's like in, are they, where they're supposed to be like in Maryland yeah, Somewhere on the East Coast, yeah. And uh-huh. Somewhere. Talk about right? the haves and, and the, the have-nots. I mean, there's kind of no two uh, kind of parallel stories going on with that, right? You have the like East Coast versus Texas, and then within Texas, you have him and everyone else. And everyone else. Um they jump from that to them basically, you know, being in bed and uh, on the train on the way, and it's like, well, we don't get any sort of inside scoop to how well these folks really know each other, but it is treated like throughout that when she does challenge him, it is with a level of like assertiveness, but um, a soft undertone, like saying again, 
like you married me because of these things, right? Like right. you married me because I challenged you about, you know, Texas being part of Mexico and it being ripped away. Uh, you didn't like to hear that. That's the other it's thing. Oh my like God. This, this movie back is calling. so radical yeah. in so many ways. I was like, can I, they just say that? Freaking like crazy, man. They just, oh, you're just going to mm-hmm. say that. Okay. Think about how many people in 2020 right. wouldn't co-sign right. that. Even especially in Texas, oh, clearly. I mean, I mean it's, it's especially in Texas or Kentucky yeah, for that absolutely, matter. Absolutely, man. Um, California was Californios. No <laughs> way. But you're you're right. Like there are some particular social issues that I think. Maybe I'll, I'll put it like this: If we watched it in today's time, we would probably still be like, "Eh, this is uncomfortable." Right, like some of the the, the interactions and some of like the, the cutesy almost petting of of you know the the Hispanic Americans. Uh, it's like well, I plus you got an Italian and brown face. I mean that's mm, not great. Yeah, exactly. So you you still have <laughs> you have through the twenty twenty lens you have issues, yes, right? Course. Like I made the joke to to my wife, but it's uh, like sixty five years old. I mean, like that's <laughs> exactly exactly like you, and I think that's you always have to be really really careful with that mm-hmm. right uh I, I i joke that okay well elizabeth taylor doesn't like how he's you know treating the you know H- hispanics she's like i'd never treat my you know my n-word that way like that's well like those are the question marks but you don't need to see the film in that way right, right? for 1956 not only for 1956 they're depicting i think like the 30s Right, like it's right. pre, uh, you know, World War Two. So we're depicting a, you know, another thirty years prior right. to that, and they are meeting some of these these core social issues that we're clearly still struggling with. But they're at least uncovering and saying, no, there there are some, we've got some roaches here. We need to to really take a look at. I'm in rewatch because I told you, you know, at eight, at eighteen, I didn't really think about a lot of those things. Utterly shocking that that would ever be something that they would even. I mean, yeah even entertain the idea of yeah, ever. Yeah. And you have a film that, that really not only challenges it, but for the time meets that stuff head on. Do you ever think that they play in those waters too much or in a, in a, in a not so thoughtful manner? Like, cause I, that, that is a criticism I've heard before. Like even the last fight, uh, the last, you know, mm-hmm. the, the the film's climax where he's, you know, where Biff, not Biff, Bick, excuse me, Bick Benedict, it's which a, is a, it's a name. that's an awesome it's, name. That's an awesome name. But isn't that, doesn't it feel very it does. Texas? Doesn't, yeah. Bick Benedict is, is challenging the very idea that, you know, this family can't be at this restaurant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then he gets basically caught out like, well, you've got a biracial child over there. Just shut up and we'll let you <laughs> <Yes>. stay. <laughs> Okay, and he's like, "No fisticuffs!" Like, what do you what right, do you make so, of that? Because some folks that would rub. Yeah, so I'm glad you brought up that scene because when you mentioned earlier, like the, just the sheer size of Rock Hudson, I never, I did not realize until that scene happened that I, I was viewing him as like indestructible. Like, because when that mm. scene, that fight scene starts, I'm like, he is going to whip this dude's ass. I can't wait for yeah. this. Like, yes. And then, like, oh, well, the opposite happened. He finally <laughs> did something good. He finally did the right thing in terms of these social issues, and he got his ass beat for it. Um, but it ends up being, like, I think really important that he loses that fight, right? And it's I, – I love the moment later when he's, like, bloodied and lying on the on the couch with, with Elizabeth Taylor – and them kind of joking about it and her telling him, like, you know, I love you all the more 
because because of what just mm. happened. So that scene, it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I think it's like looking back on it. Yeah. When I was watching, I was like, oh god, I do not want to see this racist just pummel our one of our lead characters. This is another lighter <laughs> right, racist, right, exactly. <laughs> um, so. To your question, though, the idea is that, like, does it kind of play in those waters, like, maybe too shallowly or, like, it doesn't handle yeah. it well? I don't think so. And the reason that I don't is that if you had if you had these characters handle it perfectly, I don't think it's convincing, right? I don't expect right. the haves, like, literal millionaires to be woke. Um, I expect the bare minimum where it's like, oh – um, people of color should not be kicked out of this restaurant because they're not white. That's wrong. Okay, okay, yes, this is what I expect out of you because this is this for these characters is a huge leap, especially for Bic. Like that is a massive, massive leap. And you know, I think it. I think my only issue with it is it it dives into the stereotype of like, well, if everyone just had sex with one another, racism would go away. Because <laughs> that's essentially what it's saying. Like, I have a brown child. Now I understand mm. that racism is bad. Right. So it plays in that a little bit that I'm not a big fan of. Um, but that character very easily, if you had if you had asked me two hours before that happened, I'd be like, oh no, he's not going to stand up for them. He's just going to let them get kicked out. He's going to take advantage sure. of the fact that he is white and rich and like, oh, my kid will be taken care of, so I don't really, or my grandkid will be taken care of. I don't really have to worry about it. But instead, he stands up and says like, no, this is wrong. And for the 50s, any white person standing up for a brown or a black person getting kicked out of an establishment for the race they are is pretty, it's a pretty powerful, impactful moment. Like you didn't you didn't see sure. a lot of that. I mean, there is a whole segment of our American history that is you know is talking about like black people getting kicked out of establishments because it was for whites only, and not a lot of white people stood up and said something because it was right. dangerous too, right? right? Um, so granted, he's rich, he's big, he's tall, he's strong, he's got all these advantages, you know, maybe standing in the way, but he still does risk himself. And I, as I was watching it, I was shocked by him. And like you said, he had to get his ass kicked when you think about it. Like he had to, there's no skin in the game, right? right? Except for the fact that now you are, you are bloodied. It'd be different if he were actually having to like protect his grandchild. Right, right. right. Like had that, the guy at the diner had called him out. Or like grabbed his grandkid by the scruff of their neck. Like, okay, then I got to fight. But this is a stranger. Right. And I don't know if I necessarily have much of an issue with his turn coming from deep actual familial connection right like and and, but i get listen i you know to your point like how often do we hear like the well i'm you know i'm against you know mistreatment of women because i have a daughter and we all grown like oh jesus like what can't you just can't you just like not hate women right right (laughs) but at the same at the same token i also understand how our investment in certain areas uh, until we're challenged or until we have that, that connection, right? Cause he's never just going to wake up, you know, as the, the Hispanic man working on the right. farm, but now he has a certain level of investment. Now he sits in a diner and he, you know, even if that other family wasn't there, he may see how people are just looking at something he cares so deeply about. And now you're, I mean, can we say it, someone right? like he, not something, come on now, <laughs> something, well, it's not, it's a child. And aren't yeah. you a parent? My God. <laughs> I don't know. I heard my door. My son just banging my door, and I'm like, "Not a dad right now." I did see Not you like ruefully right shake your head at the off camera, like, "God <laughs> damn it!" Don't you ruin this for me, kid. 
It's my only free time. But, you know, those those turns are incredibly important. Even, um, you know, James Dean's character, Jet, his turn. I don't know necessarily how much of a turn he really makes. He's kind of... I won't say like a scumbag. He's an incel. But he's an with, incel. He's yeah. the original incel. Yeah. Like, that's all I can... Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. his... Like, there is a great acting moment from Elizabeth Taylor that I think sometimes might go unnoticed. There is a sequence where she goes to visit him and he, like, makes her tea or whatever. And she yeah. sees that he has saved these newspaper clippings of her. And they're just... There's nothing else on his walls but this. And, like, you could see it flash before her eyes, like... Holy shit. Like, this dude has Mm -hmm. lost his fucking mind. And it's over, like, two seconds, and then it's gone. And then she, you know, regains composure and goes on with the rest of the visit. And it's a beautiful, beautiful moment. But, yeah, he's a total fucking creep. Um, And he never gets any better. He gets worse as the movie goes. I think in, in most people's minds, even the folks that have seen this film, right, if you ask them about it, I think their general takeaway is that he's the good guy and not because mm-hmm. they actually are siding with him, but because it's almost like that misremembering like, Oh, he was just the poor guy who was just getting, you know, hit, you know, shit kicked in his face by rock Hudson for most of the movie. And then he makes it rich. Like how awesome. And, but he's always in love with the woman that he can't have. I think that's how that stripped mm-hmm. away narrative gets remembered by a lot of folks that, that see this film uh, and they're removed from it. But the reality is you're right. Like he, He's he's scummy, right? Like he's scummy throughout, and he's vindictive and jealous. And but you also at the same time understand to a certain extent, like why he is kind of really pissed off that he sees Rock Hudson's life the way that it is. Because until he strikes rich, he knows he's never right. going to have that. He's always going to be someone who just kind of gets slapped around, or you have a job one day, depending on if you know if if. Um, if Bick's there, or if his sister's there instead, like, you might be able to put food on the table. He goes home every night, like, oh, I can't stand this this family. Look, they don't need these 500,000 acres. Like, it's just going to, to right. waste. Um, but the reality is, is that even when he has that power, it's not like he does anything and, better with it, right? Like, if anything, it, he's Yeah, worse. he can't stand them, but he never makes the choice to leave. Um, and he even names the little hmm. place that he owns after the big ranch like it's like the little version of that i was like you are unhinged like i like (laughs) from maybe his like fifth or sixth scene i'm like i do not fucking trust it i I was just waiting for him to snap and kill somebody like i was just like something is really off with this person and i also started wondering have you have you seen there will be blood have you seen that movie Long, okay. long time ago, but yes. So I just have to think that Paul Thomas Anderson loves this movie because that sequence with like hmm. the the oil covering him and him like so I was like, yes, okay, I had yeah. seen this before. Like I've definitely seen something like this, uh, just with Daniel Day Lewis instead of <laughs> instead of James Dean here. And it, oh, and the later drunkenness, yeah, like, yeah. belligerence, yeah, all it's that. A, yeah, it's actually like a strikingly similar character. Um, obviously, a little bit better portrayed by Daniel Day Lewis because he's. Fucking Daniel Day Lewis. He got more screen time because he and, he, and he's also he's also Daniel Day Lewis. I mean, it's like he's also that one of true. our greatest actors. You know, Elizabeth Taylor, Daniel Day Lewis. If we only we could time travel and have Man. them in their primes in the same movie, if the technology permits it. Yeah, one day, I mean, it'll, it'll probably happen. I mean, that's, that's I'm not. That's <laughs> we're true. pretty close to that already. Uh, but but yeah, like that. It's interesting because 
I've heard people like here and there be like giant, you know, James Dean, blah blah blah. No one ever mentions like what a fucking shit heel this guy is. Like the the whole no. movie, like when he was poor, it, like the one thing I admire about that character is he is no different when he's poor and when he's rich. He is a piece of shit all the way through. Like there is no, <laughs> he is not changed by money. He's changed in the fact that he can buy jewelry and wear fancy clothes right. and do whatever he wants, but his personality. It's actually pretty much the same. He's moved from pining after the woman he can't have to trying to fuck her daughter because because what do you because think about she that? looks kind of like her. And I'm like, ah, oh, God, how did Isn't you that make like it scummy worse? Guy of the, that's <sighs> that's the scummiest thing. Because, well, not, not only that, but he's he don't really even still want her, right? Like he still doesn't mind to be so drunk that he'll just openly say like, ah, I still want yeah. the mom. I saw the mom. Uh, going back, and Derek's like, one, I get it. That was actually, I get it. <laughs> uh, well, I won't touch that. But um, I'll just, I'll just do something off camera so you can see that I agree <laughs> with you and keep it moving. But you know, it, it, going back, uh, that was one arc, I guess, that I was a little concerned about because I, I thought, okay, if there's anything that I may not like about this movie on rewatch, how tacked on does it feel that Jet is now dating, you know, the daughter? But it really is in line with his characterization. Like, that kind of guy, he would do that, mm-hmm. right? Like, and if uh, there was, a, like, a younger sister that came up, he, he, he wouldn't care that he dated the, the older sister. He didn't care at all. Um, he is just as tethered to the idea of having what he wants as anyone else. Probably worse than, than uh, you know, Rock Hudson's character. Probably because Rock Hudson's always kind of had what he's mm-hmm. wanted. But still... Right, like that's still what we are are kind of given. This would be a far less enjoyable film, you know. Not only if if um, Elizabeth Taylor wasn't is what wasn't in it. There we go, words. But if this was a like true love story, and I think that, again, that's how people, even the folks who haven't seen it, right? Like you were kind of even going into it, like is this the this weird you know love right. triangle uh, over generations? Um, a back and forth kind of, you know, um, you know, melodramatic kind of display. If that's the film that we got with this, it's, I won't say that it's trash, but by comparison, it would not be very right. good. Right. Like, I just don't think it would be very good. It needs these oddly tough discussions to actually be the, 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 the powerhouse that makes this as large mm-hmm. as it is, right? Because as big as Texas is, as big as that, that, that house is, that farm is, as big as Rock Hudson is, like what they're actually tackling throughout feminism um, and uh, you know social justice issues for its time is much bigger, right? Like that's really the giant of this film um, in a way that I don't think, unless you are really in tune with it, you, you really pick up on. Again, I, I even said I watched this as a kid and did not pick up on those themes. Um, and that's, I think that's on the audience mm-hmm. if you don't, right? Like that's not on how the film presents this. You have every opportunity from the very first moment when I think they even, even, even in one of their first interactions uh, between Bick and uh, Leslie, where she's talking about something about reading and he, he kind of like quizzically reading. looks at her. Like they, <laughs> They are te- except reading. What do you know about Texas? Like they they go full in on the oh no no she's she's fully capable of reading just because she has a vagina doesn't mean she can't read and be well read and more well read than you. 
they they hit you in this film for, with that from the very mm-hmm. beginning, right? It's the mom who really cares about how many acres right. that he has. It's not her, right? Like she's like, "Mom, I see the dollar signs in your eyes," but so that's good. not the case for her. So good. That's so it was. It was so uh, awesome. Absolutely love it. So earlier, you had I had forgotten about this moment, but earlier you had talked about like, do they, you know, as far as like the racial stuff, is it are they, you know, sure. not dealing with that well? There's only one moment. That I really don't like. And unfortunately, it's at the very end of the movie. And I don't know how I would change it to make it better. But literally, they're like, they're talking about their fa- their their families, you know, their legacy. And I consider our mm. legacy a success. And then the, the camera pans over and there's a white baby and a brown baby. And I'm like, guys, I just, like, we don't, we don't need to hammer it home anymore. We already had... We already had Bick get hammered into the fucking ground by this by this racist. Right. Like we get it, but it's just like so. And it's, even if she were just to say that line, and then it panned across the ranch and all that, that would be fine. But the fact that it's like, I mean, you might as well. It's like the United Colors of Benetton, like the movie. Like it's just like <laughs> all races holding hands. Isn't this nice? And I was like, that's the uh, that was what I was asking. Yeah. Like the is this a we've I think I blocked it, it out. It was really progressive. And then I like looked at the Wikipedia yeah. like plot description at the end, and I was like, oh yeah, that's not great. <laughs> it's incredibly progressive, but uh, that was you know you always have to look at like for its time, even if it is, is it still ending with the see we can solve yes. racism? Yes. <laughs> Wink. Like uh, like is that. Now, granted, most people that are watching that film aren't thinking that no. at all um, for for its time. But is it one of those I would have voted for Obama for a third term? Mm. We're good here. Like let's let, let's keep it moving. Um, overall, I don't think so. And I get that 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 you know it was a pure, for them it was a really pure yes. message of of I don't I don't want to be like too cheesy myself or cliche and say of hope, no, but it but is of really of what they're saying is like of coexisting right, right? like in a, as, as a society. Um, and being able to build something new out of that, we don't have to be, um, you know, connected to the relics of right. the past as far as how we view each other based on these social constructs. That's all cool, um, and yeah, maybe that scene is a little cheesy. And would it? I think looking back on it now with our lens, would it, we have been just as happy, probably happier, if it just kind of panned and off to the farm? Yes, yeah, that's fine. Like that's fine. I'm, I'm and okay I also with that. think that. Um, you know, as I watch more and more movies from older generations, like there is, there's a lot less subtlety in the messaging in older films. Like it's like, no, like there was back in, back in the fifties, especially in American cinema, there was really no such thing as an art film, right? All of these films are designed to make money to please audiences. So you have to like put it on front street. You got to just like, this is our fucking message. Don't miss it. Dummies. Like we gotta, we gotta show you. Um, but one thing I really like about the way they handle race is that I think it all starts. All of this begins with empathy, right? It's all, it's all about Mm. Leslie's character seeing that like the, the Hispanic folks that live here aren't taken care of. We don't care about them. Like their children are dying and no doctors are coming out to see them. And I, and this is, I mean, not to be too cheesy about it, but this is how you use your privilege, right? She is a rich yeah. white woman. Yeah. Like she comes in and starts barking orders at people and bringing doctors in and be like, fucking fix it. You'd fix it if it was my kid, get it done. And that's the only reason it gets done. And is there a little bit of like white savior stuff here? Yes, absolutely there, sure. there is. But I do think it comes from this place of like, 
this is the way these people are being treated by us, by the world, is wrong. And I, even right. if it puts me at risk of seeming not progressive, like I need to do what I can do to help this person. And then we can go from there. And that ends up trickling down to everyone in her family. Right? I think, I think, and I agree with you. When you have, you know, for its time, right, the the 1950s, when we're talking about like the white savior stuff, uh, that's that's the best yeah. you're going to get, right? <laughs> because you're not going to have, you know, I don't know who you're you're recasting giant with an all black cast in '56 and it going yeah. anywhere, right? So so you have to, you know, again, it's it's really about from a sober perspective, kind of looking at for for its time. I don't even know if we could really even call it a white savior thing because it's like the right. only. We didn't That's have the that only term. Jesus that you got yes, at that point. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That, that is what Jesus right there, Rock Hudson. Um, here's an interesting question, though. No, and it's a thought that you made me think about this when we talked about like, okay, so Elizabeth Taylor's character has this level of awareness about empathy and the importance of that, and she sees this this level of mistreatment of you know, the people that work on the farm for her husband would. Or would it have been necessary, or do you think that they should have had some at least question mark about the fact that, well, just back home, I mean, it, are we assuming that they just treat their, their black staff oh, just perfectly okay? No. So is this a relative thing then? Like, because you're still, I, I don't know if I'm asking this question the right way. It, it's just interesting because, you know, you, you, you've got to be really careful about like not talking out both sides mm-hmm. of your neck here, right? Like from that perspective of like, well, we can't, you know, Honey, you're treating these people so so bad. But like the only we see like the the help at her mm-hmm. home, but really you only see their hands. And I know that that's not the part of the story, right? Like the part of the story is Texas and how Texas is dealing with some of their issues in Texas. But we also get like 20 minutes um, in this nice you know home on the East Coast with their minority help mm-hmm. as well. Are we just to assume that they have better relationships? Oh, I don't. With I their don't think so at all. I think it's important that this is the first time Leslie, I think, has had a lot of ability to make these calls herself. This is because as a as a daughter in that house, probably not a great deal of power. Right. So I imagine her and granted, we don't know. Right. Because we're not shown this. But I imagine that she is aware of how poorly that the black people who work in her home are treated and she's probably constantly making snarky little comments to and about her parents like trying to like right. trying to poke the bear trying to make them see just like to the extent of power that she has to right. do anything about but it. once she moves to texas yeah. okay now she's you know the woman of the house she gets to make these calls she has a lot more power and she's aging right she's maturing And she's probably also seeing it in her face a lot more than she was at home. I'm sure Mm. she was very protected from anything negative being talked about in front of her. Her parents probably didn't talk about it. And the people that worked there probably were afraid to talk about it. So they don't say anything. And like, but I'm sure, but she seems very insightful and very smart. Like she is not a stupid character and never, never has been. So I see her as like seeing it and trying to make changes in with the little power that she has in her hands. And then when she goes off to Texas and she's like, she starts, you know, essentially in a lot of ways kind of running the place. You know, which is why, yeah. you know, the other female character in this movie can't stand her. 
Yeah, well, I'm cool with that. Cool with exactly. That at all. Um, another character who really, really earned her death uh, in that movie. Like, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah you, about that. you got what was coming to you. It's fine. <laughs> you know, you led with like I thought this movie would be again this this love triangle and that um, you know Elizabeth Taylor's character would kind of be this like seductress, maybe even a little bit you know manipulative in some regard. Um, and it make and I and I also had mentioned Gone with the Wind, right? the ultimate and manipulator. Kind of, uh, <laughs> Yeah, like, so it's almost like when you're going into this film, you expect Elizabeth Taylor to kind of give you her best Scarlett right. O'Hara um, of this, you know, this woman of this large, you know, plantation it, yeah, kind of sort yeah. of, for, for, well, but, you know, close enough and uh, probably a little bit insensitive, if not um, completely obtuse to the realities of those that aren't at her specific position, mm-hmm. right, in society. Instead, we got a completely different female characterization here of, of about power and about privilege um, and um, about how to have these social interactions and engagements with people in your life. And without that being a reliance on, you know, some of those very cliched ideas about how women do maintain power. Instead, she goes about it in completely different ways. It's refreshing mm-hmm. to see and, it, I, and I think for me, it's going to be now it's going to be hard to kind of unpack, you know, to separate those two, because I, some of the, the the failings of Gone with the Wind. There right, are many. Are, yes. And there are <laughs> many. There are many. Um, it's, it's specifically with some of those those relationships um, are so different here. Mm-hmm. They're so different here. And I think this film is a is a giant ah there it is nice there we go uh so i guess this is the perfect time for me to uh publicize myself on other podcasts if you want to hear me rail against gone with the wind for about two hours um i do a podcast called awards don't matter uh where we talk about oscar winners and i was not nice uh to gone with the wind so you can you can go check that out with me and my friend andrew uh but derek like um weirdest to say i want to Thank you for picking this one. Um, and I think... My God. I, I, am, I, am I three and You're, you are. Right I, I mean, what let's... The, I... So this is one of the things... Like, I, I really like movies. Like, it It takes all... It takes... Also, no, it's no, it's a shame. Like, these are all... But this, I think, would not have been on my list if I hadn't talked to you. Because I think you had mentioned it in hmm. passing. I was like, oh, yeah. I should watch that. So let me throw that on the list. Um, but it, it's a movie that... I don't know that I ever would have watched without this podcast because I could tell you what would have happened. I'd be like, I should watch Giant. And then I'd be like, four? Man, fuck this. I'm not watching this. <laughs> it's like, I, got, I got too many. I'll just watch Lawrence of Arabia again. again. I know. That's, that's great. I don't have to worry. Um, yeah. So it, it it may have been many years, if ever, if I had watched this. But I'm very glad that I did. Like, is it a perfect movie? No. There are, there are no. you know, things, like you said, through a 2021 lens that are a little hard to swallow. And James Dean is serviceable, but not great. Um, but I just think Elizabeth Taylor's performance and the visual kind of epic scale of this movie absolutely make it worth it and if and yes. i see myself in the future watching this again but it, like in one sitting like it 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 
I think it, it will be rewarding as far as watching this again because you kind of know where these characters end up and you don't have these ideas right. in your head about a love triangle and you just kind of on the edge of your seat waiting for that to happen because like I look back on it now and I'm like yeah there was no hint of that like that was never going to happen like <laughs> but you have that in your head other than in in the mind of yes. the incel yes. right like a in his mind place. there was yes, something there absolutely. Yes. no but this was really really good uh, and I'm really glad I got a chance to see it so thank you for that uh, you know what that means, though, What's right? that mean? This is, I mean, you pick yeah. it. Yeah. Right, right. so, so, and you're one for, what, one and two? I mean, two. Uh, I don't bad. know. I, it's like LeBron's me, record. <laughs> it's like enough. one, one, and one. I take the cook, the thief, his wife, and her lover is like kind of a draw. Because you're like, I, I like what yeah. this is putting down, but it's, I just don't know if it's for me. Whereas Akira was just, n- no. Well, I'll say, I will say this to your credit. Since you're one one and one, I've actually went back and just watched YouTube clips of. Let's try this. I'm gonna try it for the first okay. time on air. The cook, the thief, his wife. Yeah, the there it is, buddy. There we go. <laughs> um, I went back and I've typed it in on YouTube multiple times. <laughs> so I should be good by now. Just watching specific scenes because God, yeah, visually whatever. it's incredible. And, uh, and so I'm thinking, if I'm doing this, kind of means I yeah. like this movie against Dang your it. will. So against- you might. You might be two and one. All right, I'll take it. So I think you were kind of bringing up this idea like I should feel some sort of pressure um, about the next one I pick. And you could not be more wrong because I'm going to make make a completely (laughs) selfish choice. Um, We're going to watch Mirror um, by Andre Tarkovsky Mm. because Mm. as you know, I just bought this off a Criterion and I'm like, okay, I'll watch that. Um, I have never seen it. Um, So I'm taking a risk. um, But Awesome. This would be the first time first watch. Yeah, I for think both so. Yeah, uh, yeah. but Tarkovsky oh. also made um, also made Stalker, which to me is one of the best two or three movies ever made. So I'm and also I've also seen Solaris, which I really really like. So like I expect that I'm going to enjoy this, but I also expect it to be a difficult watch. Like it is. Tarkovsky's so. not a guy where you're like, yeah, oh, I'll just watch it in the background, you know, it'll be fine. Like you got to really, really focus in. And I have, I have not checked how long this movie is. This could be another three-hour-long movie. I have no idea. Um, so that'll be that'll be interesting. So that's the next movie we're gonna watch is Mirror. So how excited are you for that? I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for your bravery to pick this film. There, we're, we're already starting really hot on this too because there are some lists that I've seen it listed as like the greatest film yeah. ever. Uh, so that'll, I'm pretty pumped up actually about that. We got to, we're just gonna turn these episodes out all uh, really really quickly. I just, we'll get to I, just, I just made myself really happy. This movie is 106 minutes long, so God bless an hour and 46. What is this trial? Right? What just. is this? <laughs> It's like an 80s yeah, slasher right. movie. Yes, is yes this is? absolutely. Oh my god! Yeah, so um, you should uh, you should blind buy it on Criterion, everybody. That's what I do with all of my money. It's I just throw <laughs> it at Criterion. And honestly, though, I have probably bought fifty to a hundred movies blind on that, and I've never really been disappointed. Like they tend to pick really good movies. You just, so you just wait for Dave to get better copies in a year or two, and then just drop them, drop the old ones they, off in a sack yeah, outside that's, your house. That's who you got. It's like my, you're my fairy that's godmother. Right. I appreciate that's, that's that. Right. All right, so everybody watch Mirror, uh, and we'll talk to you next time. In the meantime, you can follow both of us on Twitter. You can follow me at DarnThatDave, or for some ungodly reason you like Seahawks talk, you can follow Derek at, at mm. Stew. Yeah, I saw the shirt you were wearing. You're welcome. There um, we go. And if you'd like to follow the show, you can find us at Your List Pod.